This realm is your realm. This realm is my realm. From dragons then to the elven kingdom. From the moot of many to the giant snail city. This realm was made by you and me. Hi, welcome to This Realm is Your Realm. It's a podcast where together we build a fantasy world one episode at a time. The way this works is every episode we have an hour to flesh out a new aspect of our fantasy world with your help. And together we'll have a fantasy world and we can run D&D in it. We can write stories about it. We can teach a child an important life lesson with it. With me today is Benjamin, a decrepit merman. Oh, was that it? Yeah, that's it. And joining me is Adrian, a tabaxi cat girl with a thing for tuna. <laughs> Speaking of cat girls, mm. um, some, <laughs> something interesting that I noticed the other day, or actually rather Mitchell noticed. I have a student who recently started, re- I'm a teacher, and I uh, she recently started reading Neil Gaiman books. She's read like the Graveyard book, and she's read um, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, and like the more kid-friendly ones. Right, yeah. I was about to tell her to uh, try out Stardust when I remembered that there is a sex scene at the beginning. Is there? With a cat girl, yeah. Oh my god. But I brought this up with Mitchell, and I said, yeah, I forgot about that cat girl sex scene. And then Mitchell said, Neil Gaiman writes a lot of cat girl sex scenes. American Gods! American Gods has sex with an Egyptian cat goddess. We've stumbled upon something. We stumbled across something dark. A a dirty little secret of Neil Gaiman. And for some reason, I thought that Neverwhere had a cat girl sex scene as well. You made that one up. I reviewed the plot, and I don't think it does. It just has the vibe of having a cat girl sex scene in it. I'm Googling, does Neil Gaiman want... (laughs) <laughs> i don't think anyone has discovered this or at least not on the internet because nothing's coming up to like it's not like a for real I, I don't know like what do you quantify a cat girl as i mean more than one cat girl sex scene in your book that's a pattern it's a it's a disturbing pattern for sure <laughs> i don't know if it's i don't are we gonna be so kink shamey of neil gaiman that we say that it's disturbing that he wants to fuck a cat girl i mean n- n- not disturbing i think disconcerting in that it felt like the floor was ripped out from under me oh it was just the unexpected yeah i was yeah. tumbling down a rabbit hole alice in wonderland style a cat hole. <laughs> tumbling down a cat hole if you will um, Neil Gaiman wants to tumble down on anyway. I think that was implied, um, Adrian. Yeah, thank no, you for no, spelling no. that out. Well, we'll see if any cat girls turn up in this episode. I guess so. I think they probably <laughs> will, based on our topic of discussion. <laughs> they might. If our table of many things is anything to go by. Wow, yeah, this has sort of rocked me and thrown me off at the beginning of this episode. You're telling me. What are we talking about today, Benjamin? Oh, well, today, um, over our last two episodes, we've kind of come up with a tagline for what our world is all about. Our second episode, we spent um, discussing political intrigue within our world, came up with a number of different kingdoms or feudal societies or or just societies in general. Yeah, they're not all feudal, but yeah. Yeah, uh, just just a, a variety of different societies run by a variety of different individuals and uh, governed by a, a pseudo league of nations. 
known as the Moot of Many. The Moot of Many. Uh, during our last episode, we discovered that there were quite a number of questions that came up uh, in relation to the disaster itself. We decided this is a post-apocalyptic world in our first episode. So today we decided that we were going to talk about our magical disaster. Yeah, so hopefully by the end of the episode, we'll have an idea of what exactly happened and how it changed our world. Um, that we've created. Actually, but first, uh, I have a new name I'd like to present to you. I'm ready possibility. for it. <clears throat> okay, so last time we sort of, now I actually, I did research and I watched some of Dragon's Den, so I know what the kind of format is. So oh, if, you'll allow me, if you'll allow me that. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. Hello, dragons. <laughs> My name is Adrian. <laughs> and today I'm looking for, mm, I'm looking for $75,000 for 90% of Starpire. From my gold hoard. I'm a dragon. That's right. So I think the amount of money that I'm looking for, what I value the name at, is how good I think it is. Yeah. Starpire. S-T-A-R-P-Y-R-E. Ooh. Starpire. Interesting. I'm turning this over in my head. I like the concept of a pyre. I like the concept of a pyre made of stars or lit by stars. I'm enjoying that a lot. My one concern that I will address with you is that it does sound like the beloved name of a yeah a Teen Titan. The thought did cross my mind that mm-hmm. it sounds a lot like Starfire. Yeah. Everyone's favorite Tamarin, Tam- Tamarin princess from Teen Titans. Yeah, that's true. Does it sound too much like it? Every time you say Starfire, do you think of the character from Teen Titans? Um, I think that I would think of her. Every time I said it? Every time? Well, okay. Yeah. Which no, that's is not, fair. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but it's not ideal for your world. The image of Starfire every time you talk about it. Well, we're trying to do something new and creative. We're trying to be innovative, Adrian. No, I see what you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought this might come up. I'm going to be real. I do like the word pyre. I actually saw the idea of it was from the word em- emprian. It's like, uh, it's a word for the highest of heavens. Oh. And it's another sort of celestial word. And it also kind of sounds like empire. It does, right? And yeah. so it does recall like a place, which is good. Yeah. I like, I would, I would like it. I think what our next step to do actually is probably to sue DC for the rights of Starfire and then erase her from existence. <laughs> All right. I'm writing that down. Put a pin in that. Yeah. If you can do that, um, then this dragon may share his gold. <laughs> okay so sounding like it's a no then um that's okay i'll be back next week uh thank you and until then i'll be chasing dwarves out of my mountain and while they like water slide on a bunch of gold absolutely don't you hate it when that happens <laughs> well <laughs> all right well let's get to our oh that was the other thing i was like i want to start calling the our goal for the episode our quest Oh, okay. Isn't that a fun thing? So I was like, okay, let's get to today's quest then. Yeah. Uh, set the timer. Oh, yeah. For one hour. All right. The duck is in flight. Uh, the duck is in flight. Okay. What happened? What actually happened? Well, we know there was a disaster. Presumably, it involved something falling from the sky because we established that like magic stuff comes from the sky. And we said that magic falls from the sky in our world and our kind of elevator pitch mm-hmm. for Star Scar. It changed the game for everyone who lives there. <laughs> yeah. That's what we know. But what we don't know is what exactly happened on that day or night <laughs> when 
this disaster occurred. I have been referencing in my own notes on 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 the world as we go along. I've just mm-hmm. been talking about it as the Starfall, I guess. Yeah, I thought of it. Actually, I thought of the exact same name, like because I was calling it the Calamity last episode, which is uh, kind of not an original thing. So I wanted to stop calling it that. Yeah, the Starfall. I mean, obviously the word Starfall has been used, I'm sure, in fantasy a lot. But like um, Adele comes dangerously close with her classic uh, song, Skyfall. Right. Does it come close? <laughs> I mean, concept-wise, no. But <laughs> name-wise? The word, yeah. Let the Starfall... Can Daniel Craig be in our world? Sure, of course. He's a very talented actor. He can play many roles. And I love him, so... Yeah, we know. <laughs> a star, the Starfall. I'm fine with that as a working title. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of lends itself to what actually happened. Like, we kind of talked about it as a big cosmic celestial event. Right. Wherein things were falling to the ground. I'm picturing almost like a meteor shower. Totally, yeah. I guess. I think that's maybe the most obvious, but also I think what we were definitely thinking of. Like, yeah, yeah the actual... Can I can I interest you in something? Yeah, I feel always. like I'm now thinking of everything in terms of Dragon's Den, which is <laughs> what if all the stars fell? Oh, okay. what if after the star fall, everyone looks up at the night sky and it's just inky blackness? Ooh, ooh, I like that a lot. Inky blackness in the night sky. That's really good. I really like that as a concept. Cool. Now, is that like when we say all the obviously? All the stars fell. I guess in this world, we're not talking about actual, like, stars as actual balls of gas like they are. Well, that would destroy most planets. It's true. <laughs> yes. We're, we're talking about maybe the concept of stars falling. Right. I mean, I think from the point of view of the people, not to get too science because this is fantasy, but I think from the point of view of the people living on Star Scar, it was as if the stars had fallen because they can't see them anymore and a bunch of things fell to earth. Probably scientifically speaking, that's not what occurred. I've been back and forth over the past minute uh, on this, but <laughs> I'm kind of leaning towards a magical darkness of sorts. Yeah, wherein, I think so. Yeah, wherein day still comes, but there are no stars at night. Yeah, I think that's what I'm imagining too, because I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know anything about like space and how planets work. I know quite a lot about that, actually. <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> well, that's good. I got a unit on it last year. Right. So. I mean, well, doesn't that just mean you knew enough to teach a bunch of children about it? Oh, and kids are dumb? What are you saying here? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's not exactly like a university level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm not a physicist. Okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ah. <laughs> How about the moon? The moon's still around, I think. I think you gotta have... I think gotta it makes the moon. moon even cooler if it's literally the only thing in the sky at night. Like, it's just... Yeah. Just a big white void. Okay, well, so when the... So we know the stars fell. We kind of um, really... He, to pause for a second, he, humans in our real world really kind of lucked out with how our night sky looks, huh? Uh, I suppose so. What do you mean? I just think it's really nice. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like, like I was like, yeah, I mean, we need a lot of like the way that Earth is set up for us <laughs> to like live here. But no, I see what you're saying. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just think the stars are they're just quite complimentary to the moon. Totally. I, <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine if you went to a new planet and you looked up at the nice sky and you're just like, oh, like Ugh, bad, I don't know. Bad, I don't know gross. how the stars and the moon could be ugly. I mean, like if you've seen Mars's moons, they're pretty. They're pretty gnarly looking. So I don't think Mars <laughs> kind of busted. Have, yeah, they're busted. All right. 
Okay, well, so we know the stars fell. Did they strike Earth? Like, was were there comets, like, or meteorites? Like, what did they look like? You know, they strike Earth and cause there to be craters and, like, explosions, and did they destroy cities? Like, is this a 2012 sort of scenario? <laughs> uh, I think I, that's kind of what I'm picturing in my mind, like a very peaceful world, and then suddenly like all these streaks of silver and like red falling from the sky and just kind of like wiping out huge areas of land, maybe like not uniform damage across no, no. the entire world, but certainly some places just completely ceasing to exist from, from the destruction. Um, my question for you was, what do you think caused this? Like, do you think that this was a magical thing gone wrong? Or do you think that this was just a naturally occurring event? So, yeah, that was one of my questions, like, towards the end was, like, why did this happen? But if we want to get into it real quick now, I don't I, I, I don't think it was the action of any one person on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it was a naturally occurring thing. I think it's I, I actually so one of my the ideas I was also going to pitch you was this has happened before. Like, this is a cycle thing because one thing that we we kind of played around with was the idea that the starfall brought a lot of magic into the world but you know we already had elves and like dragons and stuff maybe in the world before so my thought is that's how the first magic got in was like the into into this world at all was the original starfall and and then it faded or it was you know over thousands of years and now this is either maybe i don't know if it's the second one or the third one or maybe no one knows but i was thinking this is a cyclical thing that has to do with like kind of i guess a grand plan or maybe even like a divine plan for star scar or it's just the way that things are supposed to be okay but yeah i don't i don't think it's within people's control okay i don't know what do you think i i like the idea of it being a cyclical sort of thing but i was kind of thinking of it more so as just a bizarre random naturally occurring event i guess i'm okay with that yeah i don't know i guess maybe this gets into how big of a role we want kind of like the gods of this world to play yeah that's true because i guess if you are thinking about a kind of you know fantasy world or kind of an ancient point of view where there are gods that are are you know powerful and control um the universe uh, nothing would be naturally occurring, right? It would be like... Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of deities with less power than... Interesting, okay. ...traditionally shown, but... No, I'm okay with that. Like, I think that maybe, yeah, maybe if there are gods that they are not so powerful that they control, you know, like the stars in the sky and, you know, the actual universe itself. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, if we are going with a cyclical point of view, do you think that maybe the event that happened a long, long time ago was very mild in comparison to this one? Like, it brought magic in, but it was kind of like, oh, look at this. (laughs) We have lovely stars falling to the ground and there's magic in them. That's (laughs) so beautiful. And now this time around, it's where people are kind of expecting it to be that again. It's, in fact, much more devastating. That's kind of an interesting idea. I was thinking maybe that's how people, I don't know, like, I don't just, I don't know if the the actual, like, written records are there for people to expect this to happen. I think maybe this is a thing where the most learned people in Star Scar are like, this happened once and this is maybe how magic came into the world. But I don't think maybe that there's enough records to know what it was actually like. Mm. So I think this is one okay. of those things where it was so far in the past and like so few people actually know the details 
that it just does feel very distant and kind of benign. And it's like, yeah, it's great. We have magic now. And probably it's the reason that some of the peoples of Starscar even exist, right? Yeah. Like we had, of course, hashtag elves from space. <laughs> um, you know, it may be that this first Starfall was the reason why they are in Star are in Starscar at all. Yeah. Thinking about it that way is different than experiencing it. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I kind of like that in terms of an idea more so than it just being a natural event sure like i i like the idea of the cyclical thing i'm, I'm turning it over in my mind and I, I i like it so cool but you don't think that they know how it was back in the day i don't think they know exactly i think it's like one of those things where there's like stories and legends passed down of like the day that the stars fell and yeah and you know the elves arrived or whatever or magic came into the world for the first time but maybe people don't even think that it really happened right it's just a story yeah Okay. Until it happens again. Okay, so we know that the world was pelted by, by like, yeah. I guess, comets or, like, meteorites. Yeah. We, we kind of, I think we were thinking that it affected different places differently, right? Yeah. That the kind of aftermath of this and the way that magic kind of leaked into the world from this event uh, manifested differently in different places. I would love something to make that concrete. Like, the okay. first and probably worst idea I came up with was, <laughs> oh, you know, the... Things that fell to Earth, like the, you know, the meteorites that fell to Earth or whatever cracked open and inside were like freaking magic crystals or something. And because yeah. they're different magic crystals, they cause different things out from them, like in an aura that, you know, like that's, that's a, I don't like that. Like I'm just, that, but that kind of thing, right? Where it's concrete, like the things fell and then that caused this to happen. And then that caused these effects to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's something concrete about the way that yeah. the starfall was related to these things coming into the world. Yeah. I guess I was picturing more the starfall as like not necessarily meteorites, but more like magic missiles almost. Sure. Yeah. Like just, are they just pure energy then? Yeah. Just pure energy and like hitting the ground in places and like maybe over time, the flora in that area starts growing erratically and in crazy colors or something like that or gets up and right just depending around. on what it is yeah yeah and depending on like how much energy is concentrated in different spots like having a different amount of effect on different things yeah i think that they could be different sizes right like there could be a city that could be the ruins of a city where they, it looks like post blitz london or whatever just yeah. like it's rubble but there's some buildings are still standing and then i think you could also have like a, just a crater that's like miles across yeah from where like a really big one landed and i actually i love like i love the idea of craters yeah kind of being sort of a fixture of the world now just because they mark where you know these stars quote unquote yeah fell. yeah definitely i really like the so I, craters. Yeah, I think for something like, you know, the plants changing, like then just having the energy fall and then that just happens makes sense. But maybe for some other ideas, like, like, okay, let's say that there's areas that are overrun with monsters now, basically yeah. because of the starfall. Like, how did that happen? Like, did they just kind of pop up out of thin air where the... I the, think, the star landed. I don't really like that. Well, here's what, like, the image of the city that you just conjured with uh, the city post Blitz London kind of crumbling around it with a giant crater in the center, perhaps. Whatever was living in that city that survived would probably, what I'm thinking is it's been changed, like, drastically in some okay. way. And mutated magically into a sort of monster that you might see in a D&D monster manual or something. Right. Okay. I, no, I, I don't, I'm into that. Yeah. We kind of talked a little bit about like mutating people and creatures into, into kind of monsters or more magical peoples. You look like you're going to say something. Uh, 
I, I am. I'm a huge. I forgot. I forgot you can see me because I can't see you on the yeah. camera. <laughs> um, I'm a huge horror movie buff. I really like the concept of having like a spooky rubble city, though. That's like eerily empty, but has like these creatures that are kind of living in there that used to be former residents or descendants of former residents that have just yeah. I think that we can definitely feel like the more kind of you know monstrous humanoids where it came from people like sentient peoples and maybe the more animalistic monsters that we think of came from mutated animals. Yeah. We are at 38 minutes. Uh, okay. What? Oh, I really thought I had something to say about that. And maybe I don't. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I can't. No, no time to waste. Um, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Are you good? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just I'm my I'm I'm, I'm all flutter. I'm flustered now. <laughs> Wait, we only have thirty seven and a half minutes now. That was a full like forty five <laughs> seconds that you took to, to break just, down, just to freak out and <laughs> come up with nothing. No, I'm fine. I think I'm a little sleepy. We could just go to the table of many things. Yeah, let's go to the want. table of many things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to roll or should I? Uh, I rolled first last time. You can roll first. This okay, time. that's the only thing that makes sense anymore. <laughs> Oh, this is bothering me so much. I really thought I had something to say. Two. Two. Magical mutation of former tech into sentient beings. I didn't understand this one when I saw it. Mitchell. Well, Mitchell is my husband. And I asked him for ideas. And Mm -hmm. I do kind of like this. And I've been turning it over in my head. He was wondering about, like, how technologically advanced certain parts of the world were beforehand. Right. And wondering if the magical mutation either brought that tech to life, a la, like, a TikTok from Mm, Oz. Like constructs, yeah. Constructs, yeah. Or like a, um, oh, what are the ones called from D&D? The monodrones or whatever. Monodrones, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, Or or whatever those called, tridrones, yeah. Tridrones or whatever they are. Um. Those those things. So he he's wondering about magical mutation of former tech into sentient beings. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean that was sorry. One of the questions I had was like, what was here before? Like what yeah. what was here before the disaster and what came with it was one of my questions I wanted us to answer. So yeah, I mean I kind of like the idea of a maybe there was even just one city that was particularly advanced. Yeah, and they were sort of getting into like kind like of Atlantis. Like, machinery or yeah like let's i like the idea of like a city like the most technologically advanced city in the world was basically destroyed i think yeah but all of its technology was brought to life just like the fall of rome just like the fall of rome how the sundials came to life (laughs) and killed all the romans they they beat the romans to death with their (laughs) their big old uh triangles on top <laughs> Science experts here at this realm is your realm. Yeah, I like the idea of like an Atlantis type society that's like it's not modern day tech for sure, but it is the most technologically advanced place of its time and like And it's kind of a utopia. Yeah, and like people when it's destroyed by this uh event, maybe yeah. legends spring up about like the people's hubris and that was what right. caused them. It was their yeah. Yeah, they're at fault for it. I know. You know who definitely thinks that? Human agriculturalists. Oh true. That we came up with last time. Or and the dwarves probably. Corn boys. Corn boys. Corn boys. <laughs> the corn corn boys and dirt fellas. Corn boys and dirt fellas. I really like that. And yeah, I That's think that cool. like certain pockets of society like that, having this like 
very negative view of advancement and like trying yeah. to get a return to traditional ways because they view this as like the reason that they're all suffering now. Oh, totally. I think that like a lot of societies, they go one way or the other right after the yeah. starfall. They're either like, this was all because we were advancing it. We have to go back to the old ways or people being like, no, we have to like innovate now more than ever. Like if we're going to yeah. rebuild like a lovable society, was this, do we think this city was in a lot of contact with other societies or do we think it was kind of uh, like maybe in Atlantis, it was sort of off on its own and people had heard of it. Like an island? An, yeah. Maybe it was even an island city. Yeah. Or is that too close to Atlantis? Yeah. How about this? How about this? We talked about Skyship's first episode, and we didn't talk about oh. that much this time. What if it's a floating city that, like, yeah. like floating magically, and when the starfall hit, it kind of, like, nosedived into the ground? And so you can see, like, if you went to see it now, it'd be, like, Ooh, this big yeah. slanted city. It's on its side. It's yeah. on its side, like, crooked, jet- jutting out of the earth, and, like, That's the buildings so cool. are all slanted over. That's yeah. a hell of a dungeon. Mm. A hell of a dungeon. Oh my God. And it's full of evil robots. Yeah. And I like that too, because that's probably where the skyships originate, right? And I like that. I mean, <laughs> I like that this is me sneaking in my anti-airship agenda. Yeah, of course. But I'll maybe, maybe after the Starfall, there's no new skyships. Yeah. Like yeah. They, no, I like that too. They don't know how to replicate it. It's like, yeah, fire. they have the ones that they have that were that were in flight rather than docked at this yeah. floating city, but but they can't make more. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, How? I love that. <laughs> I have another one. I love that. Like Neil Gaiman loves a freaking <laughs> cat. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have another concept to bring up with you in terms yes. of magic mutation of former tech. I'm thinking about buildings themselves coming alive, coming alive almost. Like I'm thinking almost like mimics, baby. What? You know Mimics? I don't know Mimics. Mimics are a D&D monster that pretends to be a chest. A oh, yeah, chest. yeah, yeah. No, I do know and that. And then I it do know that. tries to eat you. Yeah, and I was, uh, when I last time I ran D&D, I was like, I want to do a Mimic house. That's good. Yeah, like a Mimic house or like a Mimic apartment building almost. Yeah. Wherein like people, yeah, for the hell of a dungeon, wherein like the the building itself moves, like it's kind of sitting there and then it moves if you get too close. And maybe it's yeah. like, I think I'm thinking it operates kind of like a stone stone golem or something. Yeah, but it also has big teeth and it tries to eat. Oh, you. of course, like Monster House. Monster House. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you know maybe some of our like we've got the the Hero Wizard Society that we came up with last time. Well, actually, what do you think? Like, do you think that there are any refugees from the floating city? No, I, I guess if it, no, if it crashed, right? I think it's got to be destroyed. I think it's got to yeah. be destroyed. It's just donezo. Okay. Well, on the topic of like what we think came before. So what I, I want to quickly go over what we think the kind of, yeah, like magic level there was before. Like, were there any monsters in this world before? I think there were less. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. like very happy-go-lucky, like I, I guess not grimdark fantasy setting. No. More like a, a pleasant, lovely magical fantasy setting where everyone's... Not everyone's happy, but like kind of like Oz, I guess, but where people oh, are more miserable. So, but relatively, you know, there was some kind of peace and harmony. Yeah. And magic. I feel like it wasn't very common. No. I um, think, yeah, I think like some, some people certainly practice magic. Maybe you could go to school for magic or something like that, but it was just another 
thing in the world, I guess. Yeah. And like, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And, and any, any powerful magic users were probably good, right? They were, yeah. So people from society viewed them as, you know, like, it's like there was a court wizard or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And like, maybe some people have used that in like history, but at the time of the Starfall, I think that it was, it was probably relatively peaceful. And Right. I like, I'm okay with that. Okay. So we're like, I, we, if we talk about like a cyclical, the cyclical kind of monster thing, are there still some very ancient monsters? Like, I mean, dragons are th- thought of as being very long lived. Were there dragons in this world that were like literally had been alive since the last Starfall? Ooh, I'm into that. They probably kept to themselves more or less. Like they're probably off in some, you know, wilderness eating like animals and or sleeping, right? There's Slum- slumbering monsters mm-hmm. that are awoken by the Starfall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool, too. Like, there's not only did the star fall. Create new ones. Because then you can have some variety. Like, maybe you really want to run a monster, have a monster in your world where you're like, like, I want to have this monster to have a history other than, like, it was a dog and then it got mutated. Yeah. And I think those are ones that were slumbering in mountains or underneath the ground or in, you know, the deepest woods that were awoken yeah. by. Maybe some that were even magically trapped before that had their yeah. prisons destroyed. Like the Titans. I love that. Yeah, write that down. I did. I don't have a notebook today, so I'm just yelling at you. I have, I've got all the notes. We're good. I'm keeping them in this, uh, the Journal of Awesome notebook that I got from like, I don't even know when this is from. How much time do we have left, Ben? We have 27 minutes. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll roll, I'll roll now. You know, I'm tense this episode for some You are for a weird. I'm reason. very high strung. Apparently. All right, should I roll? It's all this talk of the apocalypse. Yes, please roll some. <laughs> 11, constant twilight, like in the Arctic. Ooh, I like this one. This okay. is one that Chris, our friend Chris sent to me, and I was a big fan of it. So yeah, you know how in the Arctic, here, I was going to say here in Nunavut, we don't have <laughs> Nunavut. Here in Canada, yeah. we have Nunavut is one of our territories, or in the States, they have Alaska, that are very far north and close to the Arctic Circle, and there are times where there's kind of again I'm not, i should do research on this yeah no <clears throat> like in parts of the year um in alaska and in none of it uh it is day for all all day long or else it's right night i think we're all. thinking of polar twilight yeah where there's no true daylight at the solar culmination so basically the entire day the brightest it gets like the sun only rises a, a certain amount so I think Chris's thought was that an area that was not normal, it's like not in the Arctic Circle, is experiencing this. Oh, I do like that. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. I, I'm just, I'm about to reference one of my favorite works of art of all time. Um, right, I'm ready. Model Land by Tyra Banks. She has a we place. We should do a whole episode on oh, Model fuck. Land. fuck. I could talk for ages about Model Land and the brilliant world building that's in it because it's so good. And I mean that genuinely. Yeah, he's but, not joking. I'm not joking. But it's literally such a fucking ride, that entire book. But one of my favorite places that she talks about in there is a place called Candelabra, which is like a... Middle Eastern style setting, I would say, but their entire industry is based on candles. So it's constantly night there and they just have candles everywhere. And I was like, that's such a cool image. I think. 
No, I think so too. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Ben has told me a lot about Model Land, which is Tyra Banks' <laughs> novel that she oh, wrote. Oh my god! Really, I think that especially in Benjamin's mind, she's sort of up there with Tolkien. She really and, is. <laughs> and Ursula K. Le J.K. Quinn. Rowling, Handmaid's Tale. Oh my god! The 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 Dante's variety. Inferno. Fuck Dante. Who Tyra Banks? <laughs> The the level of an intellect in that book, honestly, oh. is it intellect or is it just like pure chaos? It is pure. It is within oh, uh, the mind of some a person writing. A oh, book. it is pure chaos in its most concentrated form. But like the le- not intellect is what I'm saying. The level of creativity in that book. That's right. It's the opposite of intellect, really. Yeah, it's just no holds barred here's what it is. Here's what came out of my mind. I don't care to censor any of it. This is pure it's imagination. It's the opposite of what I'm experiencing in this episode. I wish that I had Tyra Banks's freedom. She's your just, tethered. She, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tyra Banks would have been so fucking scary in the movie Us. Holy shit. Oh, why didn't Can they cast her? Yeah, Look. has all of the tethered. Oh my god! With the rabies thing! Like just the concept of the tethered is based off of how Tyra Banks is. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, sorry, we only have 23 minutes left. Oh god, we're beefing this one. We really okay. did. Candel Abra um, and the concept of Constant Twilight. What were you thinking for Constant Twilight? You know, on its own, it's not so dangerous that it may have driven people out or killed people instantly, right? Yeah, like I I was thinking of play, maybe like a place near the equator, for instance, suddenly having constant night. And I think that oh. would be pretty devastating for whatever plant life and whatever Right, I mean, there. over time, it, it I mean, not over time, I guess, depending on what lived there, like it made things very cold. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> well, certainly. <laughs> I'd be like an idiot. <laughs> it make things cold. But also, no it, sun make things cold. No sun make things cold. If it was around the equator, if it wasn't like a typically tropical place, you could have like the le- like the trees and the plants and everything around there suddenly like blanch of color, like they're no longer yeah. able to use oh. photosynthesis. It's like an albino like like an albino jungle. Are there like were there monsters that came with this? I'm we already kind of did vampires, but is there some other kind of like monster that would normally fear the sunlight or be harmed by the sunlight that can now sort of move in on this place yeah i like that creatures that were like avoiding the sunlight before maybe i do like the idea of night creatures though that maybe people had learned to like lock their doors or like magically ward against or something like that Mm -hmm. during the night and now they have to be like ever vigilant about it we don't have to i feel like we don't need to flush it out to nail this down necessarily right now I don't know. Do you feel like we're using our time efficiently just sort of to talk about more like we're, we're sort of fleshing out these different areas, how it affected different places. And I like that because it's seeds that we can sort of pull on later. But is there anything more big picture that we feel like we need to nail down? I don't think so. I think I have a pretty good idea of what the apocalypse looked like in my head. OK, but what about like the sort of I mean, we talked about politics last week, but but how did this change? Like, were there was there like a big empire or something like how were societies changed? Why don't you roll the dice again and see if we get sure. Something? Nine. Constant tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's sort of... Definitely write that down because I love that. Yeah, that's from Samachan? Samachan, I think. Are these tornadoes moving around or are they just staying in one place? Like, I think maybe it's an area where there's a bunch of tornadoes that are just constantly coming through. Okay. Because I like that too because, again, you can live in a tornado. <laughs> 
it's not it's not easy i mean as long as your house isn't made of wood right like there are shelters that will withstand or a tornado straw. right a castle a castle will be fine on a tornado right or straw no i got i heard you oh. <laughs> <laughs> but bricks are good to go yeah, yeah I, so I, I like this idea because this could be like a place where people some people still live do you think they'd be underground Maybe, yeah, or they take shelter in the stone skull, and then and then people are fighting over like the stone shelters mm. that are there, the ones that can withstand the the tornadoes that come through all the time. I think that's good for that. I'll roll again and see if we can get something political. Okay, there's there's one I'm looking at that like. <laughs> it's just gaming oh, the system. we got number one. We got number one. Gnomes wiped out. Oh no! <laughs> all right. Well, the dice have spoken. Thank you, Jasper. Thank you, Jasper. Thank you, Jasper. That's not, the gnomes don't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry to everyone who wanted to play a gnome in this D&D game. You could, though. If anyone wants to play in Starscar and be a gnome, you're just the last gnome. Like you're the Targaryen. Exactly. And you're, hey, politics. Uh-huh. Maybe that was the superpower that was wiped out. Gnome. This gnome empire that, like was so powerful and like kind of ran the world maybe they ran like multiple large cities and like they've just been decimated maybe people turned on them after like maybe people blamed them because they were in charge of these large technologically advanced cities i was gonna say the gnomes are usually associated with like technology like kind of tinkering and like technology yeah yeah were they in charge of the floating city too like i don't know probably yeah i would think so i think that would be like their their main seat and like many of them were in leadership positions throughout yeah the the world and like because i mean if we're saying they were in the floating city then we'd already said that the floating city was kind of insular yeah so yeah maybe they were kind of you know the vast majority do live there and then when the city was destroyed they all you know died. they're mostly wiped out mostly wiped out as far as anyone knows they were wiped out People say, right? People say there's no more gnomes. There's no more gnomes. That's the saying in this world. Poor gnomes. I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know if we were gonna get to that. I'm gonna point. talk about Jasper's reasoning for putting this on the list also. Oh yeah, no, please ex- explain yourself, Jasper. <laughs> it wasn't really clear to me that we were kind of grasping for straws because I was like, hey. We're doing the podcast tomorrow. Please give me ideas. But you you really don't you don't feel like Jasper is operating at 100% this week. I, I think Jasper phoned it in this week, honestly. And, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I like what we've got out of him. So thank you, Jasper. We've squeezed all the juices out of Jasper's suggestions. Jasper's a pile of orange pulp right now. Just <laughs> juiced for all these words. How much time do we have left? We have eight and a half minutes. Oh my God. Okay. Can we very quick? I do yeah. want to do a couple more rolls just to be like, yeah, let's put that shit in the world. Um, but first, can we just quickly go back to our major political powers? Okay. Um, we had talked about there being some kind of safe zones, like areas that were not hit or not hit badly by the Starfall. You know, how many of these lands were already in safe zones and how many were like new societies formed by people fleeing to safe zones? Well, I think that the the ones that we talked about last week, the Hero Wizard Society, the Hero Wizards protected their people, right? But then also, we were saying that the the queen, the queen that possesses her yeah. daughters, did the same thing. Okay. Do we like it that it's the same, or do we want it to be? I mean, it does give a certain prestige to magic users, right? And that they're able to protect their society, respective societies. But yeah, I mean, I, I can, I think maybe they protect them in different ways. So I, I can see our eternal queen 
she like literally did like a bubble thing. Like, no, you're not literal. <laughs> yeah. But she was able to protect her kingdom like magically, like from any ill effects. Whereas I did kind of like the idea of wherever the hero wizards live, whatever human society they lived in was suddenly thrown into, you know, chaos by the star. I felt like maybe there were some really like that, awful yeah. monsters and they were able to defeat them. Yeah, I like that. Hero wizards protected after Starfall. So was there human settlement kind of destroyed in the process a little bit? Or I think it was probably relatively safe. Yeah, I think maybe... There had to have been something to defend. I like the... Again, maybe this is just the Harry Potter reference that this whole thing is sort of based on. But what if the palace was struck during the Starfall? And the like whole like kind of ruling class was destroyed was killed, but the, and the king like mutated to to like an e like a lich or something like it's some kind of evil. I'm into that. And they defeated him. Okay. So they basically took back the reins of power, and their society suffered ill effects, obviously in the meantime, but is mostly intact. Sure, I'm into that. Our agricultural human society theocracy probably that they would have been okay. We kind of talked about them having like the dichotomy with the gnome society. Yeah. And being like, oh, because we were farmers and we were living like a simple life, we were spared by our almighty God. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we, we'd also, I think, talked about last time that they had suffered ill effects and then they were like blaming other people for that, like saying like, you brought this on all of us. I'm almost thinking that's more recent though. Okay. Right. Because things like, even if they were fine initially... You know, monsters are coming in from other areas and stuff. Yeah, it's been like 50 to 100 years, right? So Yeah, that's right. So broadly speaking, you know, there were these areas, these kind of safe areas like the human theocracy that initially was mostly spared. But now because the surroundings have changed so much, like the world is kind of shrinking in on these safe places. Yeah. And they're fighting to, to protect their borders. We only have four minutes left. Okay. 12. A war trapped in a timeline. Okay, this is something, this is actually one I borrowed from the table from number one. And I want to smash it up with another Samachan suggestion, which was time no longer flows properly. Because I really like that idea that there's some area in which time is like messed up. Time loops there now. Yeah, or something was frozen in time there. Or like, I don't know if these are different places or these are different areas in the same place or it's only one of these things happened here. I also love the idea of like, because I was like thinking about like ruins and stuff. And I was like, you know, if the Starfall happened only like 50 or 60 or 70 years ago, there are going to be ruins, but they're not going to be like, so I was thinking it would be cool if since Starfall, some areas that were hit have basically passed like a thousand years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. In, o- in only 50 or 60. Yeah. Okay. And that would be cool too, because then if characters go there, they're like, we can't stay here long. Otherwise, when we get back, like, you it'll know be like Narnia. Yeah. Yeah, like Narnia, right? Like, we, we spend one day in there, it'll be a week when we get out. If we spend a week there, you know, it'll be, it could be a year or whatever. Sure. So in some spots, there's time loops. In some spots, there's, it's just frozen. And in some spots, uh, time just moves faster. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is all like, there's like the time, the messed up time region and all of these are little pockets within, or if these are completely different places. I kind of like them as completely different places. Okay, cool. How long do we have? Uh, we... we only have a minute and 45 seconds. Okay, Should roll, roll once one more. more time? Okay, intelligent animal life. Yes, we got there. <laughs> we got okay, it. this is a suggestion from a few <laughs> different people. Jasper, Tristan, and Madge, thank you so much. I'm totally down for certain like places yes. where it's all animals. Where it's all animals where and it's... they've mutated, but the, specifically the way they mutated is that they can talk and have societies now and they're 
basically have sentient intelligence. And have sex with Neil Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> what a lovely way to end. What I want the duck to come in right now. It's 19 seconds left. Oh, uh, bad timing. Are though. there any particular uh, animal societies that you would like to see? In wolves. The final 10 seconds? I fucking love talking wolves. wolves. You remember in Narnia when <clears throat> the wolves are surrounded? We don't have time. Squirrels? The beaver's house? Squirrels? I don't. No. I like squirrels. <laughs> okay, if you <laughs> if you want it. You and Jasper want it. There we go. There I we wanted go. to say, do you remember the part in Narnia when the wolves surround the beaver's house and the one wolf? And they're played by real wolves in that too, which was cool, right? Oh, were they? Or real like dogs. They're not like CGI. Yeah. Um, okay. And the one wolf is like, take them. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Wolves are cool. I haven't watched that movie in so long. but Me neither. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Just quickly on the intelligent animal-like part. Yeah. Tristan also mentioned platypuses. And I'm kind of really into the idea of platypuses, like little platypuses wearing armor and walking around. No. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> it takes all kinds to make a world, literally. That should be the motto of our, our show. It takes all kinds to make a world. It does take all kinds to make a world. I think that um, platypuses are just cool. Like they, they're poison, they lay eggs. Sure. No, I, I yeah. The more I think about it, it's kind of growing on me a little bit. Yeah. I get, yeah, maybe I was kind of like, when I saw intelligent life, especially squirrels and platypuses, I was kind of like, okay, guys. Like, <laughs> it was just but, suggestions from those two. That's why I put especially. No, totally. Like, yeah. And that was, I, I shouldn't say that Trist, I don't, you know, I'm sure Jasper and Tristan did fully put their heart and soul into those ideas. <laughs> and I don't want to discount that and well I no we've discounted that. jasper a lot this episode so yeah but i know jasper better so i feel more comfortable doing that. <laughs> that's fair anyway that's time so that's time how do you feel about this episode benjamin i feel like it was a little bit all over the place it I was felt... a little it was a little harem scarum but i really like what we got like i really Me have too. a better idea of the apocalypse i really have like Me i too. really like the atlantean sort of gnome society that we came I up love with especially that. I think is a really cool idea such a cool adventure location right is yeah. a floating city on its side full of evil robots yeah i really like that and tiny gnome skeletons <laughs> <laughs> not even anymore they're just dust oh, god yeah they're just all turned to dust i think that's actually would be the first time i would ever want to play a gnome would be if i could play the last gnome on earth i think that's a killer character concept that is pretty cool i know we're done with the gnomes i know we're done with the episode but i just a side effect of this magic was that it just deleted all gnomes from existence <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> it's not like people targeted them it's not like they were no, all they in didn't one city. die They're they just didn't gone. die they were just erased <laughs> everyone's like what's a gnome this one this one gnome survives and is like i'm a gnome and they're like what okay that's what's actually wicked that's really? an even cooler version of the last gnome on Earth is not only were gnomes wiped out, all memory of gnomes from the world was erased. I don't know how practically that works with our Starfall. I feel like that's sort of beyond the does. limits of what we set the effects of the Starfall at. Yeah. But the idea is cool. Um, but it's outside the time, so I feel like it's not allowed. It's not allowed. Um, and it was just mostly a joke. So No, I think we did come up with some good stuff. I apologize for maybe being a little bit um uptight this episode or sort of um i don't know why i don't know why i i had so much trouble hey you know what you were perfectly fine i think you had a Thank brain you. part in the middle i aimed for perfectly you know it's hard to think on the spot that's really my worst fear in this podcast is that i mean i guess it happened i guess like it happened this episode so and we got through it 
but yeah, is that I'll, my brain will just sort of shut off and I'll just be like, uh, 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 for a whole episode. <laughs> but I only did it for one minute in this episode. So. I'm great at vamping, so. You really are. Honestly, I was thinking about that too, because I honestly went into this with not very many ideas. And I was like, Benjamin will have ideas. <laughs> Basically, the whole concept of the Starfall is that anyone can take, can just come up with a cool, magical kind of region and plop it into this world and be like, yeah. why the Starfall? Yeah. And I think that's a cool framework to be like, what was here before and how did it change? And that makes some for some kind of unique locations. In certain places, a Starfall could have like ripped a hole in space time and opened a portal to another world. Yeah. And then you could have whatever you want, right? Anything could have come through yeah. there. So yeah, maybe in one case, the Starfall caused a tear and an army of demons came through or a bunch of dinosaurs from our world or... Tyra Banks <laughs> crawling out of the abyss. Wearing her red jumpsuit with her scissors. Hey guys, it's Adrian here again. Thanks so much for listening to that kind of rough episode, a bit all over the place, as I said. Um, I apologize for my mini breakdown partway through the episode, but we got through it. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. I believe we're releasing our magic episode next week, which is another one of these kind of older episodes. So we'll be back to this kind of level of audio quality. I know we teased you guys a bit with the um, side quest episode from last week that has the new audio, and then we were back to the old audio. So sorry about that. Um, no side quest episode this week. I didn't get quite enough suggestions for this topic, which I think makes sense because it was a bit specific and maybe a tiny bit unclear as well. But I think we will probably do one for next week because we've got a bunch of great magic suggestions. As always, if you want to help us create our world, please follow us on Twitter at this realm pod or check out our subreddit that's r slash this realm is your realm there will be a pinned tweet or a pinned thread there with the topics that we're collecting uh, ideas for this is really the time to suggest stuff because we're still a growing show and uh, there's not a whole lot of competition so you can really make your mark on our world you can also email suggestions to thisrealmpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show so far, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. You can also tweet about the show with the hashtag thisrealmpod or just tell a friend about it. We would really appreciate that. And that's about it. We'll see you next week. Ta-ta.